Welcome to the podcast with Michelle Riley, Mike Cross, and Brendan O'Neill. Sit down and enjoy a pint. Live on tape from Hollywood, the Larry Sanders Show. Tonight, join Larry and his guests, John Lovitz, Lyle Lovitz, Steve Duchesne, and me, Now, Hank Kingsley. And now, because we've tried it with just the desk, and it really isn't the same, Larry all right we're back um this week we have a three-man booth um for the first time in uh two weeks uh, mike we are joined again by our friend tim trotter tim how are you hello gents how you be <laughs> welcome tim good glad, to have you here glad to be yeah long time no no pod, no pod. yes I think our last pod with Tim might have been the uh, the closing ceremonies of the Nucky Thompson variety show. Uh, <laughs> that it was. Yes. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Mm. Um, so this week we have a, a big news story to talk about, and that's uh, our – I think uh, all of our – one of all of our favorites um, would be uh, the death of Gary Shandling at – what was he, 66 – Yes. Um, they're calling it, for now, a, uh, a heart attack. And uh, I was surprised by that. He, I mean, he never looked in super great health, but uh, he didn't look bad, that's for sure, the last time I saw him. Well, one of the, one of the things that I heard it, since his death, and I did not know this, was that he was, I don't know if he was a, um, a health nut, but I think he was oh, certainly yeah. a, hy- a hypochondriac to a point where he probably went to the doctor a lot and, you know, tried to keep in as good a shape as he could. Well, and uh, he-, he he was famous. I mean, him and, and Duchovny and a lot of his those uh, guys they hung, guys and girls they hung out with, with uh, actors and, and uh, comedians, they were famous for having, I don't know, weekly or, or bi-monthly uh, big-time basketball games and tournaments. Like they were, they were pretty active uh, physically, at least uh, for the last, I don't know, 20 years. Yeah. yeah. I was reading he was boxing regularly. And oh, he, yeah. Right. He owns, a, he owns a, a ring with some other famous actor who I named escapes me at the moment. But. Mm. It's, uh, it, was a, it was an interesting one. I mean, uh, um a lot of the reactions to it were were interesting too. Yeah, I, I mean, guess, uh, he was a guy that I think kind of he kind of flew under the radar for a lot of people. He was uh, one of the most respected and I don't know well liked comedians um, out there, but uh, he his fame was sort of uh, I don't know hit and miss. He he had some big moments and some really influential moments, but he wasn't really always front and center. Well, I think I think being, uh, you know, he was, and you hear this around a lot, like Gilbert Gottfried and some other people, they're comedians, comedians, right? Yeah. They are like the royalty of the set, whether they have all this fame or not. And part of that speaks to It's Gary Shandling Show and The Larry Sanders Show, which yeah. most comedians will tell you were two of the best TV shows that were ever have ever been on in the history of television. And while I didn't watch a lot of It's Gary Shandling Show, because that was in, mostly in the 80s, yeah, I did watch Larry Sanders from front to back, right from the beginning to the end. And yeah. uh, if you don't have HBO, they are going to rerun it end to end shortly. I'm not sure if they've got that on the uh, uh, on the uh, the schedule yet, but it's coming. They're going to do a marathon of it. And yeah, it's going to be on is, uh, HBO Go and HBO Now. Right? Yeah, it's it's going to be so worth going back and watching those. I remember sitting on the couch as long ago as when I was. You know, just out of college or still in college, and my dad and I watching it and cracking up, and we just uh, uh, it was one of those shows that really kind of grabbed you and shook you because it was so different and so new and so fresh, and uh, and I think that's why he was so well respected by fellow comedians. Um, you know, all of the celebrity reactions on Twitter were, I mean, it was insane. You know, Jimmy oh, yeah. Kimmel, Mark Mark Maron, Andy Cohen, uh, Seth MacFarlane. You know, all of these people just quickly reaching out. Ricky Gervais, um, CK. you know, yeah, uh, Kathy Griffin. I mean, all these and, yeah. and Amy Amy Schumer. All these people who are, and a lot of them are considered comedians. Comedians, right? Um, well, so the Larry Sanders show ran from ninety two to ninety eight, 
and I've got it in front of me, and let me give you a taste of just, I don't know, some of or, or many of the uh, fam- famous people now. Um, they weren't necessarily famous then. Guys who are guys and girls who um, played in multiple episodes, you know, not just a bit part, you know, in, in one episode, but multiple episodes. People like, of course, Jeffrey Tambor, uh, Rip Torn, Janine Garofalo, uh, Scott Thompson, Jeremy Piven, um, Bob Odenkirk, um, John Stewart, um, Roseanne Barr, Dana Carvey, uh, Kevin Nealon, uh, David Duchovny, Sarah Silverman. I mean, the list goes on and on. He, you know, he didn't make their career, but he helped along a lot of these young comics and comic writers. Yes, uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why you've seen such a uh, a genuine and commonly uh, yeah. named theme with this, with these reactions. It's, you know, crushed by not only a comedy giant, but a great person kind of posts, right? Um, yeah, well, I mean, in, in some of the writers, I mean, Judd Apatow got sure. his, you know, one of his early big breaks from that. Um, Conan had a clip, if you saw that, yep. the other about how he Gary really helped him when he was going through his <clears throat> issues with NBC. He was traveling in Hawaii with his wife and his kids, and Gary was in the hotel room a few doors down, and he said he ended up spending the week with Gary. Uh, <laughs> a band of the family. <laughs> right, exactly. Just trying to get him, you know, back to, get wow. him, uh, you know, just get him, get his head straight. And yeah. I think that's part of the reason why Gary Shandling was you were saying earlier, always kind of under the radar. And I saw this in other clips over the last couple of days is that he didn't have a big ego and he tried to keep his ego in check where in, you know, certainly in Hollywood, that's so easy to, you know, go by the wayside. But, yeah, but yeah. he really, he really made a, tried to make a commitment to not have that rule his life. So I think it it's showing by, how he lived his life and all this outpouring, all this sincerity that's come out since he's passed. Totally. Oh, yeah. I always got the feeling that, and I don't know if anybody else had this, but I got the feeling that he was kind of an asshole. But apparently, you know, everyone, everyone that I've seen out there, you know, before and and after, uh, they all love him. But I, I got the feeling he was kind of a jerk. Yeah, I, I think I, that people that said was, use the word complicated. I saw that <laughs> couple people say he was complicated. Definitely complicated, but I think that was also a persona that he pitched, right? I mean, I think that was a big part of it was having that kind of quizzical, um, almost bored look about him. Yeah, and I think uh, uh, a lot of times uh, Mike is complicated as well. Definitely. I mean, we're we're living in the same plane, or I am. He's not anymore. <laughs> Um, but that, yeah, I mean, I, you know, there's a great, uh, if we're going to pitch another podcast here, if you don't mind me doing that, um, right. Mark Marin, Mark Marin interviewed him a few years back and there's a great podcast on, I would recommend listening to, um, Mark Marin's podcast, obviously being one of the best out there. Right. Uh, he did a one-on-one with Gary Shanley. Yeah, it was years ago. I don't remember it. Um, mm, I'll check it out. Yeah, I'll I'll pull a link and send it to you. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Larry Sanders show was just fantastic. I mean, one of the uh, most memorable characters and or lines um, was uh, Hey Now from uh, hey now. Jeffrey Tambor. I mean, uh, as Hank. Yeah. That's, well, I mean, you, you hear it every day on the Howard Stern show uh, still. And I'm one of the one of the people who listens to Howard Stern religiously, and he was uh, he dedicated a good forty five minutes talking about yeah. Gary Shandling, uh, and it was it was very heartfelt. I mean, I think that's a general reaction you're hearing, and I think some of it is from that, that the segment of people who have a little bit of a darker side of them in yeah. the comedy world, right? I mean, Mark Maron being a great example, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, well. Typically, Flowery has a little bit of a smart ass edge to him, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Howard Stern, obviously, uh, the king of all media, is definitely on the edgier side of things, uh, and they've all 
kind of sung the praises of him, not only as a comedian, but as a person and how they help shape them. So, uh, yeah, well, he, yeah he, a tremendous he sort of, tribute. He's cut from that cloth of uh, Letterman, uh, that sort of irreverent, uh, uh, sort of anti-establishment sort of humor. Dry, yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean some of the some of those moments from the Larry Sanders show, you know, in trying to kind of peel them back, it's been so long that it was it was difficult to kind of grasp some of the funnier moments. But that's all I can remember is, is laughing at Rip Torn and and, uh, and Larry when they would get into it, especially when Rip Torn was playing or who played Artie was drunk, uh, and just thinking some of that was some of the best TV that I ever saw. So, uh, and it still stands to this day. When Rip Torn, I mean, so much, well, a certain percentage of Rip Torn's character in that show was just Rip Torn. He was a maniac. Yes. I mean, did you ever, I mean, I, I do watch, uh, I love the uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee uh, by uh, uh, Seinfeld. And yes. he, he did a recent one with Shanling, which was great. But he also did one with uh, Alec Baldwin. Um, I don't know, probably... Th- Three years ago, four years ago, maybe you know one, one of the early ones. And it's a great episode. If you haven't seen it, I highly suggest you watch it because uh, Baldwin's fantastic and uh, uh, Seinfeld's good. But Baldwin tells a story about Rip Torn and how Rip Torn's telling this. They're on some some movie set, or uh, they're probably on on the set of Thirty Rock, and Rip Torn's telling this story about. You know, I went into this bar, and this guy down the bar was giving me the, the stink eye, see? And I went over there, and I said, what are you doing? And he, he said, I don't like your face. And then I, I grabbed a bottle, and I cracked it over his head. And then he punched me in the face, and then his buddy bit my leg. And we took it outside, and I hit him over the head with a trash can. And I, I pulled a gun, and this, this like, in the way uh, uh, Baldwin uh, uh, mentions it, he said, it was a Peckinpah-esque sort of, uh, uh, bar brawl, this, this incredible melee, and Baldwin's like, "Rip, when did this happen? Was this you know on set in the, in the seventies on some western?" He's like, "No, it was just last week." <laughs> when Rip, Rip Torn didn't like seventy five years old. Yeah, I think he's like eighty. Yeah, he was. He's a maniac even then. So I mean, he had that same kind of insane fire um, throughout the the run of the Larry Sanders show. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a tour de force. I mean, the Artie character was, yeah, yeah like shot out of a cannon. Uh, yeah, that was the greatest. Yeah, definitely uh, a worthwhile go back, and I, I, I'm looking forward to that when it's on HBO. Um, probably yeah. watching on go on the train. Yeah, the other one, um, you know, before the Larry Sanders show was, uh, it's Gary Shandling's show. Yes, uh, from '86 to '90 on Showtime, and I do remember catching some of that at the time. Um, it was just, well, like 87, 86, when I was just sort of becoming aware of Letterman and staying up late and watching it, and I'd catch um, the Gary Shandling show, and the Goofy theme song was awesome, and uh, it was, I think, the first show that I remember where someone, surprisingly the main character, uh, would break the fourth wall constantly. It was amazing. Definitely. Yeah. That's groundbreaking. To do that. Yes. Groundbreaking. And and now it happens, you know, a lot more often in TV and movies or whatever. But uh, at the time, no one was doing that stuff. And that show is pretty funny. It's goofy and weird, but it's it's funny. Yeah. I think it's still got some legs. I mean, I I need to go back and kind of watch it. It's very 80s, Uh, but it's it's pretty Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I, yep. I need to go back and watch it too. I don't. I don't remember seeing it much. I remember it was no. on Fox, and it was. I wanted to say it was on the same night as Married with Children, but I could be wrong. But yeah, I don't remember the details on it. Well, thanks a lot, Tim. You're a big I'm, help. I'm not participating well on the on the uh, <laughs> Gary Shanlon show. That's all right. Well. Let's uh, let's transition here, because um, I know we all are currently watching vinyl and have been looking forward to it for a while, and we're all caught up. And after this past week's episode, I I thought this previously. I think I mentioned it 
I don't know, a week or two ago, maybe. Um, but uh, this week, I think we texted about it earlier. I'm convinced that uh, the Richie Finestra character, or, uh, he, he's so insane. Uh, I think he might be um, worse than Jip Rossetti from uh, uh, Boardwalk. Mm. He's he's destroying. I mean, he, he only was involved sort of indirectly in the murder of one person. So I, mean, I guess that's a, a a plus on his side. He's not killing dozens of people like uh, Jip did. But uh, he's, well, he's, destroy, he's destroying he's lives left and yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, he's destroying lives in a completely haphazard manner. He's a destroying lot of his life, the the, the yeah. lives of uh, the people he works with, his wife for sure. I mean, uh, everyone he comes in contact with, he's utterly leaving in shambles. Right. And uh, it's it's kind of been uh, it's been an interesting arc. You know, the week before, and we kind of discussed it before we started the pod here. Uh, the whole coked out episode. Yeah. Uh, was was completely out of control. And what's interesting is, is and Tim kind of brought it up, and you brought it up, is that, uh, yeah, he was out of control the week before. He's yeah. just as out of control this week, but he's not doing drugs. He's not drinking. No. Um, but it just shows an even darker side to this, that, you know, he doesn't need that to be, to do maniacal things. Well, even in this episode when he is going clean, supposedly, he can't even stay sober for the for one episode. You know, by the end, he's drinking again. Right. Well, he had just lost a what hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, we've left. all yeah. done that, though. Come on. <laughs> I, missed, I missed uh, uh, Devin this episode, though. I think she's a bright spot on the show, and I I thought she was. I I missed her this last week. I mean, I know she wasn't on, so I literally I missed her, but... Well, we uh, definitely got an eyeful of her in, in the uh, previous yeah. episode. We did. That was the highlight. That was fantastic. Yes. More of that. Yeah, more more of that, please. Yeah, but but even, even so, we did talk about this last time. Um, there's so many unlikable people on this show, and even Devin, I don't... I don't necessarily root for her. She's 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 fucking up left and right as well. Yeah, I mean they're she's spiraling that, out of control. I think this is going to be similar to to uh, to most of these vehicles, and where you're you know you start looking around and you're trying to find the compelling character yeah. in the whole series, and there isn't one, right? Um, well, the, there might just might not the, be. Yeah, I mean the closest one might be that young girl that's trying to sign. That's what I thought. Jamie, I think her name is Jamie Vine, the one who's signing uh, yeah. the nasty bits. She seems to be the only one that's. I mean, I know she's <laughs> she's she's the drug gal, but at least she's trying to do something with her life that um, to to you know to better herself. Yeah. Uh, compared to compared to the other ones. Yeah, and I I, I even after this, you know, the most recent one um, where it was. It was sort of focused around, uh, oh, what, what's his name? Uh, Ray Romano. Zach? Uh, yeah. So it's, it's focused around him. Um, he's not that bad. I think he's a guy you can root for, but he's kind of a sad sack. Yeah, he is. Yeah, you know, and he's shown, he showed his dark side this week, right? He's finally at the point of his life where he's kind of given up and he's willing to you know, take any chance he can. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I, I would argue, given all he's been through, you know, yeah. that, that, that dark he needed a blow that dark. So, yeah, yeah, he needed a blowout. Yeah. Uh, he might be being lined up to be that compelling person that we, we consistently feel sorry for, but, you know, with most Martin Scorsese vehicles, I don't believe any of it. I know. He'll turn on us too, right? I think he's he's... Goddamn Scorsese has got us looking one way, and something else is going to hit us. Oh, you know it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some things you can you know you can't hide from, right? Uh, when you're Scorsese, and it's that it's the history, right? I know. So we know the other shoe is going to drop sooner or later. It's just where or on who and when. Well, there's so. only episodes left, so they 
we're going to drop it. It's going to be soon. I know. Some of the well, I I think we'll probably get it in episode nine, right? Uh, and then and then they'll get us braced up for the next season in episode ten, and leave us with you know three or four edgy finishes that we're not going to find out anything for you know ten months. Yeah, I think Which, in in the next within the next two weeks they're going to introduce a new major character that's going to put a monkey wrench into, into the situation. I don't know who, but it, somebody significant. Well, I thought they were going to do They were trying to do that with that Andrea. Yeah. But she didn't. Well, I guess everyone kind of took a backseat because they were in LA and Vegas all, all yeah, the entire episode. That's true. So. She, she might be that character. But to be determined. Now, a little uh, bone to pick about the plane. Yeah. <laughs> When they showed the plane, I'm like, "Yeah, that plane wasn't around in 1980 or 1973." So, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, that I'm like, yeah, that Gulfstream didn't exist in 1973. So, while they've done a pretty good job with everything else, that was mm. their first first uh, fuck up. The Gulfstream with winglets—that's a minor. I know. You know. I'm gonna have to look that up. I don't. I can't believe they make that big of a. It's pretty, you know, that that's a pretty good one. Um, I mean, that was probably mid-80s. Yeah. You know, winglets have only been on like commercial planes for probably 20 years. You know, the little, where they come up at the end? They curve up. Who are you, Howard Hughes? I grew up working at an airport. <laughs> <clears throat> what are you, a it baggage handler? Helps. I'm a bit, yeah, no, I was a fueler. I was a fuel jockey. So, Fucking but other than that, I mean, I, I was I was a little bit more comfortable this week, a lot less nervous. Yeah, I did like the taste of the California sound with yeah, Mama Cass and Graham Nash and the other. The Beach Boys, you know, I feel about the Beach Boys. <laughs> other than that. Well, that's yeah. kind of how I was with Elvis. I mean, it was interesting to see, but uh, I was oh. glad that didn't work out. Yeah. That was something. I don't need to see any Elvis. I'm cool with that. It was just a nice break from the hard music we've been seeing the last five hours. Yeah. Well, okay. How about the idea that, um, you know, one of the tent poles of this uh, first season is that they're looking for and have apparently found the next big band or are grooming the next big band the nasty bits but it's this is such a slow build to this group they're still fuck-ups they're still not doing anything their music is not great they don't perform well they're not together i know this is a scorsese you know sort of terrence winter thing but uh i mean if they're supposed to be the thing let's ramp that up and get that story going it's kind of slow yeah, it has been slow, and now Damn it seems it. like they're going to throw in this new singer-songwriter, or not singer-songwriter, but this new yeah. guy that was at Zach's daughter's bat mitzvah last week that he's going to find. So it seems like that's going to take a, you know, it's going to go down another road with another artist. But they need to get back to the nasty bits because I, 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 I enjoy that. I know uh, Nick Dagger's son. I think he's 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 funny, and I like his relationship with the girl and it was it was good in the music store when they were looking for the guitar player and they you know they stole the guitars and took off they just need to continue to develop that yeah i would agree on that front i mean and i think they'll they will get back to it i think that's that's going to be the vehicle that keeps the company afloat right so they're going to have to address it otherwise it's going to be over at the end of season one when they go bankrupt right Right. that's my only criticism of uh this teaming of uh, Scorsese and, and Winter is that uh, it seems like these last two shows, they or you know Boardwalk and Vinyl, they they keep dragging things out, maybe an episode or two too long uh, for some of these stories to develop. They gotta tighten it up a little bit. Well, I mean, I think it's the it's the whole setup thing too. You know that, and know. and we saw this we saw this with uh, uh, Boardwalk too. You know, but it's don't just, they know we, we're all we need speed. We're all looking at Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and 
whatever else, and things are quick, quick, quick. We're jumping from one show to the next. We need to we need to hook in this this show. While I'm definitely in, there hasn't been a hook yet. Well, Martin, no... Scor- Martin Scorsese does not give a fuck about that. I know, you know that, right? God damn it, he's he's killing us. He's killing but us. But he he's killing us, and he's doing it with his way, and he doesn't care. By the way, uh, Mr. O'Neill, the yes, first wing, winglets employed on a commercial oh, or yeah. production aircraft, 1977, Lear 28s. Oh, nailed it. All right. So so if this uh, is 73-ish, it's, it's too early. Even if it's 75 or 76, yeah. it's too yeah. early. And definitely not on a Gulfstream until the late 70s, early 80s, which is the kind of point it was. So Eagle Eye might cross. Yeah, they, you know, I caught them. I caught them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a letter. God damn it! So, but I like, I, I mean, I like where it's going. I, I, mean, I do I get did. it, I, and I do get those moments of being a little torn about the pace, or torn about the overdevelopment of certain sections of, of given um, plot line or a character. But I also understand that that's just. That's life when you're dealing with Martin Scorsese. I like it. I just want it to, uh, you know, pick up the pace a little bit. All right. Yes. Well, let's move on. Um, anyone have anything else before we get to the uh, beloved, the now famous, um, what are they worth game? Besides a terrible connection? Yeah. There's that. It went really bad really quick. Uh, should we hang up and call back in? I hear you fine, Tim. Oh, you're Brandy really so, bad. All right. Let's uh everybody hang up and I will call you back. Yeah, I didn't hear anything that you were saying at the end, Mike, not that it was anything important. <laughs> wow, shots across the bow. Nailed it. All right, uh well did any of you guys have uh Something else to add? A new tangent you want to go down before we we uh, open things up to the famous celebrity net worth game? Uh, you know, I think not, not to be the point that I made, but you know, uh, posters on Facebook who are just out of control. We need to at some point address that. Out of control? How? <sighs> Extremely opinionated, uh, over the top, insulting—you know—hiding behind the keyboard. Keyboard thugs. Um, um, most of those people that I used to—I uh, don't know—be friends with or follow on uh, Facebook, I have since uh, unfollowed or turned them off or whatever you, you do on there. Yeah, blocked them. Yeah, we'll save it for another day. Tim, you got anything uh, cooking on your end? Uh, no, I was going to say that could be an entire podcast. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally. It's hard to talk about this without mentioning names. You know what I mean? Oh, I'd mention. I wouldn't care. It's not matter to me. The second you stop giving a fuck is the moment that you're free. Oh, I've been free for years then. Is that yes. on That should have been. Maybe I'll send it to Scorsese with my complaint about the plane. (laughs) Dear Martin, or Marty. Can I call you Marty? May I call you Marty? Uh, Yeah, because we still, I was looking up when Mama Cass died because she was in that episode. Oh, yeah. We still have to be in 73 because she died in 74. There you go. We're still early on in the 70s. Yeah, I'm sure. That makes sense. Tim, anything you want to uh, discuss before we move on? Game Boy. Game Boy? <laughs> Let's go, wow. Game Boy. <laughs> I thought you were talking about like the handheld gaming device, <laughs> Nintendo Game Boy. We could talk about Game Boys, I suppose, but... I don't know who'd listen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who's listening now? That's, that's the better question. Yeah, that's true. Tim, but not this week because he was on. All right. Let's move on to the game that everyone is playing across the nation. And now, let's play the How Much Are They Worth game. Perfect. i got to create some room on my sheet of paper, yeah, which I've, is now f- f- almost full. 
So, Tim, this requires you writing the the number down somewhere. So be prepared. I'm prepared. And, and don't get ahead of yourself. Don't tell us your number until Brennan says. He, I'm not. I'm not going to pull a Ruffalo. He listens to God, all Ruffalo. Ruff, wherever you are, you fucking killed us that week. Well, you know, some guys do have an issue with uh, premature ejaculation. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that that message comes across. <laughs> Ooh, good All stuff. Right. Uh, so, not surprisingly, the theme this week is the Larry Sanders Show. Nice. We've got five candidates, and the first one, I, I tried to pick the uh, the most famous ones from the show or the ones we might, you know, possibly know a little bit about. Sure. So let's start with someone I'm sure Mike loves, Janine Garofalo. Yes. Now, lately, not a huge career. No. Uh, She's doing her thing, but uh, not as visible as in the past. And she was on a fantastic radio station. I'm sure that uh, Mike was a big fan. Uh, Air America. Air America. I remember. <laughs> she's a, uh, I mean, for a lot of people, she's a little bit out there. She's a little... home, home of Al Franken at one point. Yeah. Um, you know, she leans severely to the left. Severely, Yes. But uh, a lot of acting work, a lot of comedy work, um, a lot of radio work, actually. So we need to come up with a number for little Miss Janine Garofalo. I'm looking at her uh, her film credits right now. We've got a reality bites, but that was a smaller part. I know, and that was 100 years ago. She was on <laughs> Wing for a couple of years, I remember, but that was years ago as well. Huh. Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Mm. Tour de force there. Again, yeah. 1,400 years ago. Dogma. She, Dogma, one of my favorite movies. She. Oh, yeah, of course. She was in, Mike, you'll appreciate this, a movie called, where is it? The Matchmaker, where she... I mean, she's in it, and Dennis Leary is in it, and they're in Ireland. And, yes. Uh, you know, she, uh, the plot, who cares? Um, it's a rom-com. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice little throwaway rom-com. Um, but uh, uh, that was a decent little movie, I guess. I don't know. That wasn't too recent, though, was it? No, that was – all this stuff is 20 years ago or 15 years ago. Yeah, I've got a number in mind. I know. Let me see here. She's a writer, so I think that's yeah. And she's. I. It looks like she's been in a few animated shows. You know, provided her voice, and they those get those can be paid. You can be paid well for those. Definitely. Ratatouille. She was Ratatouille. Which that was even nine years old. That wasn't recent either. All right. Let's uh, everybody have a number. Yep. Let's let. Tim, open the bidding. I'll go low. I'll go s- 10. 10 million for Tim. Mike? I got 12. I got 15. Okay, well, we are okay, all way split. too close. We are way too close. I think it's easier when they're lower, you know, when you know there's not. I, know. I was going to go 8 at first, but. Roundup. I actually was at six and I doubled it. So I'm thinking some of these writing credits, you know, that that's the tricky part of that. Hang on. I uh I'm trying to find her here. <laughs> that's not a good sign. I know. Oh yeah. there she is. I got it. I got it. Okay. Janine Garofalo. She's an American actress, comedian, and writer who has a net worth of one of us has hit it on the head. It's going to be ten. Ten million dollars. Timmer, right out of the gate. Newcomer. Wow, one nothing. Trotsky. Rookie. 
That's a, that's a double. Yeah. yeah. Consider that a double. You get two for that. See, I don't well, like being... We were the, all there, though. Yeah, but I don't like being the worst at my own game. You were pretty bad at it. It's a shame. <laughs> Damn it. All right. A writer on the Larry Sanders show got maybe his biggest break. He is the... Uh, apparently the uh, keeper of the... Uh, uh, Gary Shandling estate, it appears, the way he's been gushing and talking and posting about him. Um, Mr. Judd Apatow. Ooh. Judd. Wow. He's got a lot happening, obviously. Both in movies that he's directly a part of and sort of... They are the ones he's producing. Producing and behind and associated with. Hmm. God, could he be worth that much? Yeah, he could be. Okay. He's been around for a surprisingly long time. Yes. Freaks and Geeks, right? What's that? Freaks, Freaks and, and geeks. geeks. Freaks and Geeks, yeah, but also uh, girls. I mean, also the 40-year-old virgin. Yeah, no, that's... well, Freaks Freaks and Geeks was the start. Was the right? start. Yeah. Those Amy Schumer movies, yeah. I think. Oh, I There's... think he's, I think he's produced a lot more than we know than we're aware of too. He's produced a lot of, uh, or it was associated with a lot of, uh, you know, stand-up specials as well. Um, the Ben Stiller Show, the Roseanne. Show. <clears throat> when was Freaks and Geeks? Just to get a time frame of when he would have started. That was in the nineties, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was he was Late pulling night. down film like middle nineties, right? Anchorman, yeah. oh. geeks was, ni- was one season, nineteen ninety nine to two thousand. Oh, so he was he was doing pretty impressive stuff before that. Freaks and Geeks, Larry Sanders show, uh, Celtic Pride, oh, that's a terrible movie. Um, that was bad. Heavyweights, Comic Relief, The Ben Stiller Show, Step Brothers. Oh, I don't think he makes a lot of money doing any, any of that early stuff. Oh, but he's got he's got a piece, a little a little. Finger in each pie. Yeah. Son of a bitch. I got a number. I like the Ben Stiller show too. But... I know. That's a great show. Um, all right. I'm going to go. Uh... All right. I've got a number. How about you, Tim? He's fighting it. I know. We don't do ranges, right? No. No. <laughs> As specific. Somewhere between as ten and four hundred million. There's <laughs> oh, my range. come on! I'm All way right. above that. Kidding, kidding. <laughs> Tim, you got it. Yes. All right. My number is ninety-nine million. Whew, my number is 174 million. Oh, I love that we're being so super specific. That's awesome. <laughs> we're not rounding up or down. We're very detailed. Tim? 100. 100? Oh, I may it's get that under. I know. Price is right. I price is right. Yeah, your price is right at it. Oh, man. All right, Mr. Judd Apatow, where are we here? Oh, oh. Judd Apatow, drum roll. Oh, we did not nail this one, but we're all close. Well, well, well no, not all. Two of <laughs> us are close. Oh, shit. He's Bend a it. film director, producer, and writer who has a net worth of $90 million. Oh, what? O'Neal okay. wins. Wow. Wow. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm in the, the nil column here. Wow. I actually thought I might have been low. I thought I, I, I guess I pitched it too high. Cable Guy. That was one of his early ones, too. Yep. Oh, I forgot about Cable Guy. All right. Um, 
the crazy guy at the heart of my Alec Baldwin story, Mr. Rip Torn. Everyone's favorite cranky uncle. You know what he was great in? Dodgeball. Yeah. Which was a terrible movie, but he was great in it. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. (laughs) Oh, Uh, man. Rip Torn. Rip Torn was born Elmore Rual Torn Jr. What? Not a good name. No. Rip works much better. Rip is better. The way to go. Man. Who was the other Rip? What was his name? Taylor. Rip Taylor. <laughs> Rip Taylor. Do not confuse those two. They are very, very different. Yeah. Rip Taylor still alive? No way. Yes, still alive. Really? Yes. And they're pretty close to eight, the same age. Gotta be both. Matter of fact, actually, Rip Torn's older. Jesus. And still, still alive. So. All right, I've got mm, his credits going back into the fifties. Yeah, but what did he do that was like really big? I know. I'm looking. I don't see. I I don't know these these. Movies. I have no idea. I don't see any uh, John Wayne movies or anything, you know? Oh, The Untouchables TV series. He did, did not get paid for that, I'm sure. Or not much. I don't know, man. This could... Uh, the Cincinnati Kid... A classic. I've got a number. Hmm. Mannix. Ooh. Anyone else? I've got a number. TT? Yeah, I've got a number. All right, Mike, you go first. Six million. Shit. I am way high. God damn it. Tim? Eleven. Fucking hell. I'm an asshole. (laughs) 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 It's like, it's like, uh, orderer's remorse at a a restaurant. Like, I I ordered the wrong thing. I'm fucked. You surf and turf. I said 41 million. Oh. I what? think he had some financial. I problems. wanted to say ten, but I, that's what I said for Garofalo, so I had to go. Hey, a couple weeks ago, I had thirty million for three. Oh, I know that's that's good though. You and, and you lost all of them. No, he he nailed like nah, two of them. I think crushed them. Yeah. All right, rip torn. Let's see what happens here. Oh God, damn it! Rip torn, actor. A net worth that's almost big enough to match his outsized screen personality. Mm, I don't know about that. Uh, he's a net worth of eight million. Tim, what did you say? <clears throat> I he said, said eleven. He's said three 11. away. Yes, yes. So I'm back. Mike wins it by a million. Holy hell! Yeah, I think he had some financial troubles at one point, as I recall. What the hell was I thinking? $41 million. What? I mean, really, his best thing that he did was the Larry Sanders show. And you know HBO yeah. doesn't pay. Of course. And, and the bulk of his career was before 1980. So, right. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right. <clears throat> hey, now. Hey, now. Jeffrey Tamber. Jeffrey Tamber. Is this our fourth? This is our yeah. fourth. Jeff T. God, he's funny. I know. He's funny. He's got a lot of good stuff, too. Three's Company. Arrested Development. Arrested Development, definitely. I'm sure he made no money on that, but still. Probably not. Transparent, but I don't know if they make make a lot of money on uh, I've got a number. Hangover. Small part in that. Larry Sanders. Uh, lots of uh, voice work too. He's got that booming voice. Yeah. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. 
<laughs> Shit. Hmm. Okay. Let me uh, see if I can pull one out here. How is Transparent? Does anyone watch that? I have not. No, it's on my list, but I haven't seen it. All right, I've got a number. Fire away. Tim, Tim do you? Tim, yeah. you set? Yeah. Number. I go 39. Tim? 15. God damn. I go 22. O'Neill, time to have more remorse. I know. I think I'm high, but I'm not sure I'm too high. I think you're high, all right. I think you're, <laughs> you're so high. Oh! Someone hit it on the head. Tim. Jeffrey Tambor is an American actor who has a net worth of $15 million. Fuck! Mother. Timmer has the double-double today. The double-double. So that's four for Tim. Bitch. Wow, we are getting creased, O'Neal. This is bad. He's got. He's four to one to one. You asshole. Oh my god. I feel like I'm getting worked like a four dollar whore. <laughs> We're not going to invite you back with this performance. Yeah, this is ridiculous. And last. Wow. All right. And finally, no surprise, the man, Gary Shandling. Hopefully, no one looked this up earlier today. No, I didn't. He's uh, been the key figure in some significant uh, shows. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, all the stand-up. Going back to the 80s. It's Gary Shandling's show, ran for four years or five years. But it was Larry Sanders went for six or seven, right? Yeah, it's six. No, seven. Seven seasons. Yeah, seven seasons. A lot of TV work here and there. Actor, producer, director, soundtrack. Hmm. Who's got a number? Uh, Not yet. Larry Sanders show. I mean, he had to make money on that thing. Well, I think he was probably the only one. Right. That made money on it. I didn't think we made a lot of money on HBO. No. I don't think most people do, but I I think because he had such a significant role, he was not just an actor. Okay, let's see. Carry the one. <laughs> All right, I've got a number. Tim? I do not have a number. Uh, Does he have any kids, Gary Chandler? No, no kids, never married. Nope. All right, I have a number. He was dating that hot, uh, sec- or hot-ish yeah. secretary from uh, the Larry Sanders show for a while. Correct, yeah. Uh, all right, Tim, what's your number? 25. Ooh, 25. Mr. Cross? 41. <laughs> no surprise, I'm way high. 84. 84 million. Oh my 84. 84 million. Dude, Martin Scorsese was only worth 75 million. Yeah. Tell me, Gary Scanlon, he's got more teeth than him. Come on. 84. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, I have to be consistent in sucking at this game, so 
You are really ranking. Well, right now we're tied there, Slim, so let's see what happens. Oh. No one nailed it. American comedian, actor, and writer, Mr. Gary Shandling, now deceased. His net worth is... 17 million. Timmy again. Tim wins. Wow. That's That's five points for Tim tonight. Lower than I thought, though. It is lower than I thought, too. I'm kind of surprised at that, but, you know, I don't think, you know, again, going back to the type of personality he was, I don't think he was, he was all about boosting people around him and just doing, doing the work that he wanted to do. He never really did a lot of, you know, a lot of like big like for profit type work, right? Yeah, I know. I just I thought he was like sort of a behind the scenes, did some work, got some money, but maybe not credited with you know this or that. And I, I thought he was doing a lot of that throughout his career, but not enough apparently. Holy cow! Well, I mean, he didn't do a lot towards the end. I mean, and yeah, since two thousand, since two thousand seven, he's been one, two, three, four, five movies, right? Um. One was a short. Iron Man Two was about yeah. the only the dictator. He was uncredited as a health inspector in that. Captain America, kind of a reprise of yeah. his role in Iron Man Two, and then he has one movie that's coming out, The Jungle Book. He's uh, a voice of one of the oh that's characters. Cool. So it'll be a posthumous release. So um, man, oh man, yeah. I mean, he just. It just he struck me as one of those guys that didn't he didn't you know parlay his talent in uh, he wasn't about money it wasn't about that right I love that we're having a pity party for a guy worth seventeen million dollars right yeah I mean I feel bad for him. <laughs> I feel terrible I could take that seventeen million since he doesn't have any kids Wah. I wonder where it's... that's a great question like where does that money where does that seventeen million go. When you have no kids, no family. Nieces and nephews, maybe. No, no, I don't think he has any nieces and nephews because his one brother, they moved to Arizona when they were kids because his brother was had cystic fibrosis. And he died when Gary was 10. Oh. So I don't know that he has mm. any siblings. Gary Chandling, Chandling's siblings. Very. And he and that was it. Wait, Barry, Barry and Gary, Gary and Barry, get the hell out of here! Come <laughs> on, unreal. That was it's, like his twin brother on a sitcom, which was just him with like a mustache, right? Right, right, pretty much. <laughs> but he wasn't known to be I'm Barry Shandling. Barry, <laughs> <laughs> he wears a leather jacket and a mustache. Oh my god. Wow. His older brother died of cystic fibrosis. Yeah, that I think that that was it. But Gary was ten, and his brother was thirteen when he died. <laughs> Tim, so you come on here and you kick the shit out of us in our own game, very first it, try. It's actually your game, O'Neill. I know. And I've kicked the shit out of you every other week. I'm trying to disperse the blame for this. Yes, well, we, should, we should we should bet on this. Oh, Tim. That's a great idea. That would be a good idea. But like a season tally. If we do th- oh, there's that too. If we do that, then we got to you know, tally sort of add up the points on how close you are o- overall. Yeah. Like, oh, I I missed this one by 17. I missed that one by 40. Add them up and then whoever's closest, ooh. That's the tiebreaker. Apparently, Gary Shandling has two cousins, and that's the extent of his family, and they're about to cash in. God damn. Yeah. Who knows? He could have left it all to comic relief. Yeah. You never know, yeah. He was never married, right? Nope. Wow. Uh, In reply to it looks like they were close, because, like, on Twitter, there's conversations between the two of them. So and he, could, he could have had a personal assistant for the last 25 years or something. That he was banging? 
Is that what you're trying to say? No, you know. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> I would have had that, too. He wrote for Sanford and Son and Welcome Back, Cotter. I had heard I had heard that about Sanford and Son over the last wow. days. That's was his first job. That's Good stuff. And that show was written a hundred percent by white men. Oh yeah. I guess at the time. Wasn't every show? Yeah. Yeah. They all were. Yeah. Well, I, I think, Mike, you probably heard the story on, on Stern that they, uh, Sanford, Sanford, R- <laughs> Red Fox had a team of all like uh, white Jewish writers. And then yeah. somebody came in and said, you know, get these guys out of here. We got to have, you know, authentic sort of black writers or people that have more of a, a knowledge of your experience. And let's get these guys in here. And, and they wrote for a week or two or whatever it was. And it was complete shit. And Red Fox got up and said, "Get me back my motherfucking Jews." <laughs> and you know, brought back in all all of his uh, you know white Jewish uh, Hollywood writers. And uh, I assume Larry was or Gary was one of those. <clears throat> wow! All right, Red Fox. There's a whole nother podcast <laughs> we could do. Red Fox. I think we should. Uh, we should. Seriously, consider doing a comedians comedians show, talking about all the great comedians that uh, that people look up to the most in the community, right? The people that on the streets don't get as much respect, yeah, or or are loathed, like uh, like Gilbert. There's a there's a lot of guys out there like that. Yeah, we can yeah, do, we can certainly and, do that. Yeah, and, and all those comedians that were on those Dean Martin roasts. <laughs> I mean, that, talk about heyday. Yeah, some solid stuff. That's good. Going back to vinyl. Back to the yeah. subsidies. Back Here to mid-subsidies. Big, big right. ties and a lot of crazy colors. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, i got to wrap it up. i got uh, kids to put in bed. Kids, or, kids to beat. You know, depends on what's happening upstairs. Take take your shots. Have fun, uh, Timmer. We hope to see you uh, on the pod again sometime soon. Sounds good. Thanks and, uh, for the invite. Yeah, yeah. I, I thanks think, for jumping. Uh, in. Next week we hope to have Michelle back, and there's a rumor that we'll have uh, Rob uh, on the podcast for the first time. So you you might want to be on that one, Tim, if you can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I may be on next week, the week after I'm off, but next yeah. week I'll try to make it. All right, gents. All right, it's been people. Fun. Enjoy your night. You yep, too. Have fun. Slancha. Slancha. Please follow us on Twitter at Irish Pubcast. There's a county map to go with the wall of her. Let's stick in the shinty bowl to brick the brack to crack and all. Let's call it an Irish pub. Hey! Spread upon the holy book, the only cry to get is a slap in the air. Breath, heart, beat, funk, the love and burst your filthy mug. If you draw one more shot, I'll get me beer. Call it an Irish pub. Clap.
holy boot The only crack you'll get is a slap in the ear Well, I'll be fucked a lot and burst your filthy mug If you draw one more shot, I'll give me beer Kiss me, I'm Irish, Molly Malone, a bunch of slant, a punk, my homie, God is an Irish pub. Despite the punches, trick the willows, strike me up the rakes, I'm mellow, my lip, he never runs so shallow, we got us an Irish pub. Well, I'll be fucked, I swear upon the holy book, the only crack you get is a slap in the air. Well, I'll be fucked, the love of us, you filthy mug, if you drop one more shot, I can't be 